I'm Michael Heyman, and you're listening to a special Changemakers collaboration with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the travel club for hotel lovers. And over the course of this new series, think of it as a sort of around the world in eight episodes, we're going to be spotlighting some of the most innovative and sustainable hotels from within the Smith collection, as we look around the world and the partnerships and double acts that create these special places. And today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the brilliant double act behind Mr. and Mrs. Smith itself, two adventurous hotel lovers to launch this series, Tamara and James Lawn. Welcome to Changemakers. Let's go around the world together. James, kick us off. Tell us about the big idea. Thanks, Michael. And we had this thought that actually, well, no one's really done a podcast uh, about couples or from a couple's perspective. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith was very much born on a couple's perspective, mine and tomorrow, when we were visiting all these amazing hotels. So we thought it'd be really lovely to pick some of our favourite hotels from our collection from around the world and give you the insights that we get when we're lucky enough to visit these places in person and meet the owners who create these very special places to stay. So that was the idea behind it. I, I think when, when we started Mr. and Mrs. Smith, for me anyway, it was always meeting the people behind the hotels, the stories behind the hotel that made the hotel even more special. And so interviewing the hoteliers and the, those create incredible creative brains behind the experiences that we have is what kind of really brings the hotel to life. So, so it's access to all areas, I guess, is what we want them to do. And it definitely is access to all areas and, and access to all parts of the world because, you know, we're going from the, the beaches of the Maldives to the cityscapes of San Francisco to beautiful destinations in Europe. I mean, it really is a, a Phileas Fog for 2021. I mean, give us a sense of some of those hotels that listeners are going to be introduced to over the course of the coming weeks. Oh, which one should we start with, Tam? Where do we go first? Should we start in England, as we know it so well, before we go around the yes. rest of the world? Yeah. Okay. So kicking off in England is Robin and Judy, the couple behind the pig hotels. I think now they have eight or nine properties. There's one opening this summer and they really have reinvented the, the boutique gastro hotel here in the UK. It's just, they've got a fantastic field to fork ethos of 25 mile radius. They really champion the British growers, the winemakers. And, and and I love Judy, the, you know, the ethos behind her design and the way, you know, you're going to discover how she thinks of a hotel when she designs a hotel. That just, you know, brings yeah. them. Yeah, Rob, Robin always pictures it as a restaurant with rooms, but I can assure you it's far more than that. But I love the way he kind of underplays the, the magic of these places. But, but it's an interesting word, ethos, because I think, I think every one of these hotels has got and ethos. I mean, when, when I think of, you know, the show Changemakers, I mean, every one of these, these, these guests are, are in the business of change, you know, whether it's protecting their environment, whether it's reimagining luxury, whether it's reinventing the guest experience. I mean, it's, it's a really super collection. Was that what was going on in your mind when you're thinking about the sorts of the sorts of places you wanted to bring to people's attention? Absolutely. It really is that because I think, you know, hotels are such an expression of creativity and characters. And that's why we started Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We were all hunting for these, you know, hidden gems that everyone's looking for, those really special places that are off the beaten track, that are a little bit quirky, a little bit crazy, you know, certainly never cookie cutter. And I think, you know, that comes back to the people that create these. They're not being created around boardroom tables. They're being created by individuals with serious passion and, and often, you know, some serious, insightful ideas and knowledge 
that goes way beyond what any corporation can possibly even try to mimic. And one of those ideas, of course, Samara, is the environment and the idea of sustainable travel for the future. Tell us a little bit about, about your take on that. Yes, and I think, you know, it's very much incumbent on us as an industry to lead the way with responsible, sustainable travel. Because, you know, we can't just expect the consumers to say, I will only go to an eco or sustainable hotel. The, the industry has to make the change. And, you know, we need help. Well, the whole industry needs help from governments and, and organisations to do that. But what I think is great about this collection of hotels in the podcast and really highlights sustainability is so different for every hotel and every community, every building that they're looking after. So converting a beautiful Castello in Umbria and 1,000 hectares of land, completely different proposition and ideas around sustainability to an island in the Maldives, for example. But what I love about all of them is how they share their ideas. You know, specifically Suniva in the in the Maldives, they invite other hoteliers in to come and learn from what they're doing. And that I think is what's really important about sharing what people are doing to make the world and travel more responsible. And I think I think the creativity of these places is is exceptional. And I, I was thinking about this because um obviously when we were sort of talking about doing this show, is that the the kind of I suppose the creative idea was Jules Verne's around the world in 80 days. And obviously things are so much faster. We've done it in eight episodes. But he did write that actually something quite interesting. He said that anything one person can imagine, other people can make real. And it, it strikes me that, you know, so many of, of the hotels are such incredible feats of the imagination, you know, taking medieval cla- uh, castles and turning them into 21st century destinations or vineyards or saving environments for future generations. I mean, there is a real sense of creative imagination and delivery, I think, behind some of these places. Yeah. But also yeah, community, yeah. you know, there's a real sense of yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to the episode with, with Ushua Kassa, Bob and Wilbert, what they're doing there is really understanding how they can help the community or, and training locals in sustainable tourism. Not only that, they've sent, uh, set up an NGO to lobby government for more sustainable tourism in Brazil. And it's with people at the forefront of this and people doing things like this that, that, that you know, are going to show the way. I mean, I mean, this is right. I mean, Ashuacasa, you, you mentioned, it's a, a beautiful resort in Brazil. Now, the other thing here, which I, I guess you, you both will relate to, is that here you've got a very entrepreneurial double act. You know, you've got somebody who was the creative genius behind Diesel, both fashion, fashion entrepreneurs in, in their own right. Suddenly they're creating a whole community destination and reinventing themselves around a passion project. I mean, there is a deeply entrepreneurial story here as well, isn't there, in terms of these destination shapers? Yeah, I mean, so many of these places, it seems to me that they're traveling to, they fall in love with and end up buying, you know, the manor house or whatever it might be that they convert. And you're absolutely right. It's the passion behind that, that kind of that willingness to take on projects that mere mortals like us would just get no chance. I'm not going near that. Something drives these individuals. And, and as Tam said, they, they have this connection to the places that they create these wonderful places that we're lucky enough to go and visit and stay in that they can't possibly let the place down almost, it seems to me. And it's it's extraordinary. So from Suniva, I mean, Tan talks about the community with Ushua, but Suniva has a practicality about it for its sustainability efforts. They, again, absolutely wowed me when 
when we were lucky enough to visit one of their hotels. And I remember them saying, we'd like to come look at our recycling plant. I'm like, no, I'm not so sure. I might just hang out by the pool a bit longer. I've had better invites. They're like, no, no, you really need to come and have a look. So of course we did. And we were blown away at some of the stuff they're doing. I mean, they've actually employed someone, an engineer, to invent ways of how to uh, turn waste into wealth. They have this motto. Um, which I love as well. So they're taking the challenge on, if you like, to what they do with all the polystyrene that the fish arrive in the morning. I'll tell you what we'll do, we'll use it for insulation in the villas we're building or whatever it might be. But it's just so many brilliant ideas. That environmental commitment is phenomenal. I mean, I think something else that's phenomenal, of course, is that every single one of the interviews are, are based on, on double acts. And, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is conceptually a double act the the travelers but <laughs> but but behind that is a fantastic double act in in James and Tamara there is something special isn't there about about partnerships like this in terms of what they're able to create and the, i guess the magic that sometimes comes forth what's your view on 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 the art of the double act maybe i don't know whether you want to comment on your own relationship or the relationship that you've observed in some of these other hotels. I don't know which one's easiest. I'll go ladies first on this one. There you go. Okay, so I'll comment on the ones I've heard. What I have loved is hearing them because I've met a lot of these couples and, and I love hearing, you know, how they work together come through. There's a huge amount of trust, respect, admiration for the other person that's you know certainly how I feel about you James. Oh well thank you <laughs> what, what a setup, eh? all, I, all I can ever do of course is agree with my wife so uh, she's absolutely spot on but no I think I think any partnership of course you you, you both see the world slightly differently um, and hopefully that's why you're together anyway I think having a, a romantic relationship and a business relationship is another challenge that's for sure but Personally, I found that we've actually become better as a couple because we share in the highs and lows together. And there's plenty of that going around all the time, particularly at the moment. Um, so so I think that that actually forges your your couple and makes your business better. Well, I suppose, I mean, you mentioned the moment. Obviously, we're, we're talking during the pandemic. And of course, a lot of these hotels have shown immense resilience. I mean, and, and I think that the partnership has been a big part of that. But I think to pick up on one of the points Tamara mentioned, I mean, talked about Robin and Judy at the pig. And it's quite evident that Judy brings this creative flair. You know, she thinks of each hotel as a persona, as a person, and then designs around it. Whereas Robin brings that clear business acumen to the table in terms of actually how do you build a really significant company i think i think they've got just under a thousand employees within the business now do you sense that the art of a good partnership is to have these very differentiated skills or yes. or can you just make okay no. tell, tell us why yeah I, I absolutely agree with that i think it does again it's this sort of complementary what you're good at hopefully i'm i'm not so good at and vice versa and I think every couple, if you look at this, I look at Benedict and Lencia at Rescue. Lencia is all about the land and the and the amazing estate that they uh, that they've inherited. And Benedict is an architect; he's a trained architect. And them as a couple is so powerful because it is one of the most beautiful hotels you could possibly lay your head in or have a drink at the bar at. But it's also one of the most stunning estates that's being looked after at a next level. That's the your privilege to even be able to be allowed to walk around. So yeah, I think it happens again and again. You know. Partnerships are, uh, as I said, whether it's business or romantic or in our case on both, it's all about complementing each other for sure. And I, I suppose tomorrow, whether by design or by accident, these places phenomenally sort of grounded in where they are, they, there's a connection to place. The creators of those hotels 
whether they are originally, you know, born and grown up there and then come back there, or, or, or indeed they're just people that came there and fell in love with the place. There's an authenticity, I think, to these stories, which is a big part of their appeal, a big part of what gets people to go there and what gets people to, to come back. Is, is that authentic destination what we're all going to be looking for, do you think, in, in the future? I think so. And I think it, it makes, you know, travelling all the more interesting if the places you're staying at have that incredible sense of place. I mean, you've got Paragon 700, which, you know, was a, a former palazzo in, uh, in Ustuni, which is this lovely, lovely whitewashed, that is those Puglian whitewashed cities, which are just so stunning. In the, in the sunshine and they've restored it beautifully and it was once a convent it was once a science institute the, the, the city's first mayor lived there I mean and they the, you can you can hear that Ulrika and Pascal love that history of the property uh, and it's part of you know what they want to share with the people who come and similarly you know urban cowboy have this, you know, lovely, the Nashville property, Nashville is all about music and art. And so they've have they've got this great artist community. And you can see because artists like staying there, and the flamboyant, unique design of the property is just in, in keeping with that. And it's almost like they carried on rolling with something they started in New York, almost for fun as a hobby that then became successful that they then developed into Nashville and now they've got one in the Catskills so they, they, they almost found their passion through by chance if you like so that's another, another way I think is really lovely about some of these places. We use the word passion because I think a lot of these hotels are passion projects you know a lot of people have you know they poured heart and soul into this whether it's you know Michael and Sochi Birch as former technology entrepreneurs then go and create something stunning like the battery you know a piece of regeneration a piece of art a club a hotel a home maybe you know a lot of these places feel like they are personal to the yes, people that they have created. They're, they're not anonymous they they feel of the heart yeah but they're so yeah, often the, homes, the artwork yeah. when you walk around the battery in san francisco the artwork is just stunning and really of, of, of Michael the place. And yeah it's really, well. it really it, reflects it, them it, yeah it really does but I think so many of these places as well Michael are, are their homes you know that's where they live and they work and so they have to be special by default if you like and many of them I, I can't remember how many kids uh, Benedict and Nancy have but all their kids grew up on that estate you know it's been their family home as well so they they, they need to be more special I think than than places where where people are visiting to work so to speak you know it's part of them it courses through their veins and they're just the custodian I think a lot of them feel for the next generation it's not something that's been invested in to make lots of money to sell or whatever as other companies may be you know this is their this is their passion project I'm about to get into my metaphorical balloon and go off around the world and sit <laughs> and talk to some incredible people what do you think listeners want to hear about what are the what are the stories they want to hear told about I guess the future of the way we're going to travel and the future, the way we're going to enjoy ourselves in the places and destinations of, of, of tomorrow. I really believe that they want to hear the stories behind the hotels and what people are doing to take care of the hotels and the community and the local area for the next generations to come. And I think knowing that it doesn't necessarily make you kind of choose a hotel, but once you're there, the depth, it gives you the depth of experience to your stay that nothing else quite 
can. Yeah, I think, you know, luxury has changed and we know this and luxury can't be on the surface anymore. It's got to run deeper. And I think, you know, our job at Mr. and Mrs. Smith is to first curate these very special places to then tell the story and share these places so that all the hardworking audience out there hopefully listening to your podcast can make an informed decision on spending their precious time and money in places that are truly going to be memorable for them and their loved ones. You know, that's our mission. That's what we're trying to do. We're not about just going, oh, here's a nice luxury five-star hotel. You'll have a nice time. You know, the cocktails will be good and the pool's nice. It's got to be more than that now. You know, we're on this planet for such a short amount of time that when we manage to get away with our family, we want it to be something incredible. And and that's what we try to do at Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I think, I hope this is representative of our entire collection. You know, this just gives you a snapshot of how we think about hotels and how we think about travel. And so I hope the stories that you're going to hear on this podcast really come across and, you know, show that that the passion and the people behind these projects that we get so excited about, which is why we set this business up in the first place, because we wanted to share these amazing (laughs) finds with our friends and our friends have just got a slightly wider audience now. Um, So it really it really was, you know, that's why Tam and I started Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, we were inspired, and so we wanted to share that. And, and is there an, an art of travel? I mean, Alain de Botton's written about it in, in the past. I mean, in terms of, you know, th- this whole series, I suppose, is, is a bit of a holiday for the mind. In terms of how you prepare yourself, I mean, you two are arch travellers. You know, you've you've been to some extraordinary places. Give us a final thought about people that are listening and thinking, I'm going to do some of this when this pandemic's over. What's the art of travelling well? Yes, but if I remember rightly, there was a lot in the art of uh, travel that was about the anticipation. Um, And I think that's because a lot of people end up at rubbish hotels. So they think the anticipation is actually better than the holiday itself. But it shouldn't be like that. (laughs) (laughs) So the real deal. (laughs) She could be before, during and after, I guess, is what we're looking for here. Yeah, (laughs) you should should really look forward to your holiday. And when you get there, you should have a really great time. The hotel should deliver on your expectations and you should come back with lots of memories. You know, it shouldn't be that the anticipation is the best bit. It really shouldn't. I think I think my advice, Michael, (laughs) is I really I really hope this is what's going to happen as one of the the positive uh, takeouts post COVID is that we are going to travel a little bit more slowly. I know people have talked about slow travel before, but I really counsel people to do that now. Don't just go and fly and flop, you know, go to the city, get in, a, get on a train, get in the car, whatever you need to do and go further away. Go and really discover a country. Stay in three or four different hotels, have a road trip, really get to see because the cultures and cuisines can be so different across one country. And if you've gone all that way, we should be flying less anyway. So if you're going to fly somewhere, make it count. Let's not snack traveling. Let's really start to get in there and and really experience it. It's going to be better for us as well. It's great for all the local communities that you might start to reach because you're on a slightly wider reaching holiday and you're going to have much better tales to tell after. And I think also we're so lucky now. Look, we can remote work from anywhere. Uh, Many of us aren't ever going back to offices again. And even if we are, our bosses should be a lot more flexible and we can work from anywhere. So, you know, extend your trips and really go and discover, I think, is what I hope happens in our new world of travel. Yeah, because tourism is so important. It's so important for the economies and for, you know, sustainability. 
right? If, if we don't travel to, for example, on safari in Africa, then the, the locals will not keep the animals in the way that, you know, where they have been up till now, because there will be no incentive to do that. We need to protect the planet. And we will only do that by educating people, learning about new cultures, visiting these places and realizing just how beautiful they are and how they need to be. Yeah, conservation communities need to be paid for and providing travel is done responsibly then i think it's 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 massively important it has to it's had to continue well james and tamara thank you so much for joining me as as i embark around the world you've talked there about tales to tell discovery memories fun doing it responsibly well i think we're going to encounter all of that in this very special series so on behalf of mr and mrs smith and change makers do join us as we travel around the world in eight episodes thanks for listening to change makers with mr and mrs smith and you can find out more about the smith hotels collection at mr and mrs smith.com where listeners to this podcast can enjoy a special 30 pound discount of any of these extraordinary hotels with the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS. That's the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS for £30 off any Smith hotel. Thanks for joining us. CHANGEMAKERS is brought to you by the campaign's firm Seven Hills and presented by me, Michael Heyman. Pure Being is the name of our soundtrack and it's written and performed by the brilliant BT Wolf. To find out more, head over to changemakers.works and if you like what you hear, why not give us a rating? 